Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Have you ever wondered how the carrots you bought the other day traveled from the farm to your table? Or maybe you've wondered how that juicy steak made its way from a ranch in Texas to the table at your favorite steakhouse. Well, today on the Farm Traveler podcast, we are going to begin a new series titled Ag 101. Each month, we will cover a different topic in the agriculture industry. For the first episode of Ag 101, we will be covering the food supply chain. Mankind was once a roaming species that went out hunting and foraging for food. It wasn't until the invention of agriculture that mankind had a steady supply of food year-round in the same location. Even in a primitive state, this is when the first food supply chain was formed. Farmer Jim would take his freshly harvested corn to the market to sell. At the market, consumer Pam would buy that corn to take home to cook and eat. That basic supply chain is still in use today in many countries around the world and it is the basis of the highly advanced supply chain we have available to us here in the United States. The food supply chain can be described as how food items travel from their origins at a farm to eventually you, the consumer. It can be broken down into five steps, production, processing, distribution, retailer, and consumer. Step one is production. Production involves farmers and ranchers producing ag commodities such as fruits, vegetables, livestock, and other ag products. Not all states or countries produce the same thing, usually due to a wide variety of issues such as climate, available land, and soil nutrients. This requires processors and distributors to partner with farmers and ranchers from around the world to bring their consumers a wide variety of products, no matter the region nor the season. In some instances, farmers and ranchers even create cooperatives to bring their products straight to consumers. For example, Florida's Natural Co-op is one of the largest citrus cooperatives in the United States. It aims to bring consumers high-quality orange juice directly from Florida. Because of this, consumers are able to buy fresh Florida orange juice all year round and from anywhere in the country. Step 2 is processing. Processing involves transforming various ag products into various food items or into ingredients. 
Examples include turning peanuts into peanut butter or peanut oil, milk into ice cream or cheese, or even fruits and vegetables into juices. Processors also sort out food in terms of quality, and each quality has different uses. For example, beef is ranked in terms of quality from prime, choice, select, and standard. The qualities are based on several factors, one being intramuscular fat, which can lead to a better flavor if more fat is present in the muscle. Prime beef, for example, is a high dollar and can be found at your favorite steakhouse, while choice beef is lower in quality and can be found at your local supermarket for you to grill. Another example is baby carrots. There are currently no quote-unquote baby carrots on the market. Instead, these carrots are made from regular carrots that are broken or misshapen. Instead of throwing those carrots out, processors cut them down into the baby carrots you know and love. This helps decrease food waste and gives consumers another food choice that might be more convenient for them. Distribution is step three and serves as the link between the processors and the retailers. Distributors transport products from processing facilities to retailers so that consumers can have easy access to agricultural goods. This can involve being transported via boat, plane, ship, you name it. Distribution is a hotly contested issue now in 2019 as more people look to buy locally not only to support local farmers, but also to help reduce greenhouse gas emissions. While we might want to help reduce the impact we have on the environment, certain commodities just wouldn't be available to some consumers based on their region or their climate. Step 4 is the retailer. Retailers showcase their products to consumers. This includes locations like grocery stores, supermarkets, and now even online entities like Amazon. Retailers usually compete against one another to gain customer loyalty and try to demonstrate to customers why their products are superior to their competitors. This step also includes restaurants. These restaurants provide consumers with the value of convenience. At a decent price point, depending on the restaurant of course, consumers can get a quick meal and save themselves the most precious resource, time. Retailers and restaurants both use advertising to highlight their products to consumers in hopes of gaining customer loyalty. This can be done in various forms of media like labels on food items, billboards, magazines, newspaper ads, commercials, and even product placements in your favorite TV shows and movies. And lastly, step five, the consumer, which is you, the purchaser of food. The consumer is the most powerful entity of the food supply chain and has the power to sway the industry based on their wants and needs. With their purchase, the consumer supplies the revenue that flows back through the entire food supply chain. Recently, consumers have shown trends of wanting sustainably grown products. With this data, retailers and distributors have partnered with sustainable producers to bring consumers those preferred items. Advertisements even reflect this trend, as more and more commercials and food labels highlight products that are quote-unquote all-natural, organic, or sustainably grown, all of which is geared towards swaying consumers from one brand to another, even if those label claims aren't 100% accurate. The consumer is the most powerful entity in the food supply chain, and with each dollar you spend on food, that dollar travels back through the food supply chain and eventually ends up at the farmer and ranchers that grow those products. What may surprise you is how much each part of the food supply chain receives. Based on data from the United States Department of Agriculture in 2017, with each dollar spent on food, the farmer receives about 7.8 cents. Other categories include food processing with 15 cents, packaging 2.3 cents, transportation 3.5 cents, and advertising with 2.6 cents. Food service, which includes all eating, drinking, and related establishments, receives about 36.7 cents on the food dollar and is the highest receiving category. That makes sense given how much Americans eat out nowadays. 7.8 cents on the dollar might not be enough for farmers who we all know aren't in the business of getting rich. Seed costs are expensive, land is expensive and ever-shrinking, fertilizers, livestock, everything is expensive in farming. Did you know the average cost of a new combine is between $300,000 and $500,000? That sure makes a Ferrari seem like a simple used car purchase. 
The best thing you can do to help farmers receive a better share is to buy local. Go to a local farmer's market and buy produce from farmers in your community. Or visit a farm like a beekeeping operation where they sell their own honey and can even show you the process of honey production. One of our recent podcast guests, Vine Farm Dairy in the United Kingdom, is a great example of supporting local agribusinesses. Vine Farm Dairy sells their own products in-house in the form of a milk vending machine. Instead of shipping off their products to stores, local consumers are able to visit the dairy and buy their own milk straight from the farm. This not only allows the dairy to receive larger profits by cutting out the middlemen, it's also a great way to build relationships with customers and provide them with a fresh product. Buying local is a great way to boost farmer profits while also keeping that money in your local economy. So we've talked about the flow of the food supply chain and even how your money travels back through it. Now let's cover how your produce is monitored during its venture through the food supply chain. Each entity in the food supply chain has regulatory standards in place to ensure consumers are going to receive a product that is safe for consumption. As a starting example, if a beef rancher has given a cow an antibiotic for an illness, there are government regulations in place that require that cow to go through a withdrawal period before it can be processed. That withdrawal period ensures that all antibiotics have exited the cow's system. This process was put in place by the FDA and the USDA, the Food and Drug Administration, and the United States Department of Agriculture, in ensuring both animal health and human health are of top priority and that no antibiotic residue is found in your meat. Therefore, there are never, I repeat, never any antibiotics in your food. It is illegal, and farmers will not and do not do it. Processors and distributors also have standards that must be met to ensure safe environments for food handling and are regularly checked by governing bodies. These standards relate to facility environment, cleaning and disinfection of equipment, pest control, personal hygiene, and inspecting and sampling of materials. The safety process inevitably ends with you, the consumer. You've probably heard that you need to rinse your fruits, vegetables, and even your meats before cooking to remove any harmful residue or bacteria that might remain. This is the last step to ensure products are safe for consumption. Say a food outbreak does occur, Thanks to the food supply chain and its safety regulations, we are able to trace back exactly where that issue began. Remember the Bluebell ice cream recall a few years ago? After the initial reports of sick consumers, Bluebell recalled all their products and was able to pinpoint where the exact bad batch came from. Thanks to some quick action, they were able to prevent any additional consumers from getting sick, as well as eliminating the source of the contamination. Only after they doubled and triple checked their production did their ice cream return to shelves. The food supply chain isn't perfect, and sometimes poorly managed food does go through. However, compared to other countries, the United States has the safest, most abundant food supply on the planet, and the regulations put in place help prevent foodborne illnesses. But when those instances do occur, the supply chain has a proven way to find the source and stop the spread. In conclusion, the food supply chain is a thoroughly regulated system that provides you, the consumer, with an abundant and safe selection of agricultural commodities. No matter where you live, you can buy pretty much whatever, whenever. So the next time you pick up that baby carrot or that glass of milk, know that it's traveled great distances to get to your kitchen and know that those products are safe for your consumption. That's all for this episode of Ag 101 on the food supply chain. We hope you like this new series and we'll bring you another one next month. No idea what that topic will be, but we will let you know. Anyway, thanks for listening to the Farm Traveler podcast and we'll see you in the next episode. Hey everyone, 
We're trying to make things easier for you to listen to the podcast. We are now a part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, and that means you can now find us on an additional platform. We're now available on the Waypoint app on your Apple TV, Roku, or Amazon Fire Stick, smart TVs like Samsung, and even game systems. While you're on there, check out over 2,500 of the best hunting and fishing shows and short films. Download the app and watch and listen anywhere. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.